The following podcast has been brought to you by Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Rob Lennon Show proudly brings to you this I, one half of the longest reigning tag team champions of all the times. The Angel of Death 6XL joining me as always. It is I, your other half of the longest reigning Rampling tag team champions of all the times, and your current reigning, defending, undisputed Ramble Mania champion of this, that, those all the other worlds throughout all the cosmos tj the great too tj the great of course we are the banter club we are here to discuss that aw dynamite on the hose network i've got hose that's the song i listened to a lot yesterday oh god bless <laughs> well, you know what i was doing yesterday yes <laughs> yesterday was Rob Van Dam Day. Uh, happy happy holidays to all who celebrate. But, of course, we are the Banter Club. We are here to discuss AEW Dynamite. But before we do so, we talk about the news items in and out and about the world of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Evergreen, there's always this and that going on. And in the world of Tony Khan, in, in the in the TK-verse, the Tony quite, a, quite a few things going on, on on each side of the coin. Uh, now let's start with the big news pertaining to one Pepsi man, Pepsi CM man, Punk. Well, I think we were talking about the guy who wears silver. No, I mean <laughs> he has worn silver once or twice. In his That's not. <laughs> <laughs> but Punk is all but set to return uh, to AEW. The, the rumored scheduled return date is June 17th at the same place he debuted in AEW at the United Center in Chicago for the debut of AEW's Saturday night show. The rumored name is <laughs> AEW Collision. Collision. Yes, it's going to be a I collision. think that's a corny-ass name, but I... Hey, it is what it is. Um, this, this new block of AEW television for Warner was... Not entirely, but largely contingent upon their ability to regain Punk and get him back in the fold. And it's apparently worth a pretty penny to AEW. I think like 50-something million dollars. AEW's getting out of this this extra show. So, you know, for all the things that you want to say negatively about CM Punk and what he did and how he carried himself, there's there's the other side of the coin in that. He can make you a lot of money. He's a star. He's a draw, man. He is what he is, man. Uh, and you know it how do i say this i'm not gonna front like it's something that i would i would excuse from everyone in the world but you know when it comes to professional wrestling a little backstage bullshit to stop me from making money come on now that's that's a no-brainer like I'm gonna, I'm taking the money. <laughs> you feel me? Like I understand, I there was some little backstage bullshit, but money is money. And at the end of the day, I hope that every all parties involved understand that money is money. This is a business, and we're gonna have to make business moves here instead of, you know, being salty about it and thinking about oh, but but he did this. It's like well, yeah, but he's also CM Punk, and he also makes X amount of money for this company. So at the end of the day, you know, this is pro wrestling. You guys are tough. You know, you get into fights, you fight, you know what I'm saying? It is what it is, you know. But in real life, to be honest, like, you know, if you get into a fight, you get into a fight. Yes or no? Yeah, it happens. I mean, at the end of the day, the, just the worst you could really say about the guy, right? He was yeah. he was kind of an asshole. He was kind of unprofessional in, in that one instance. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in the grand scheme of things, and in, in pro wrestling, it was a lot worse. That guys have done that. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's something that you can, again, that you can get all the parties involved to sit down and get past, um, then hopefully they do. They they say that Punk hasn't talked to the Young Bucks yet because 
he's been told not to talk to them because of you know the situation. Yeah. They don't want to talk to him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it, it's that that's what the people close to Punk are saying. He he would he wants to apologize to them, but he can't because he can't talk to them. Yeah, so I guess it's just a matter of and, and it's it's probably gonna happen sooner rather than later if if this is true and he's coming back. See, Brian Danielson was right. What that Kenny is a fucking pro. <laughs> yeah, hey, <so> potential. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about my goat later on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, looks like Punk's coming back. Looks like he's on his way back. Let's see how it goes. They're talking about this this soft brand split thing. I'm not I'm not super into that, but we'll see how we'll see how supposedly supposedly it's about to be a, a, a lot harder than a soft uh you know split. Not Apparently, it's, it's to keep all the parties involved happy. Yeah, which I, I guess if you got to do that, you got to do that, but not super into that. Yeah, um, me either. But Ring of Honor, let's let's go to the other side of the TK coin. Hey, that's that. I was watching that yesterday. Yes, Ring of Honor. They are about to hold some more Universal tapings. They're going back to Universal Studios, uh, May seventh and May sixth and seventh that weekend. Yeah. Um. I think it's going to be a two-day taping block, probably three, four episodes that they're probably going to tape. Uh, I, I I think this is needed. I, I like the Universal episodes. I actually prefer the Universal episodes as opposed to the ones they do where it's like after or before Dynamite or something like that. You get better mm-hmm. crowds. It's a better vibe. Like I like Ring of Honor being a, – a, like I understand why Tony sometimes brings them together and puts a Ring of Honor taping <laughs> on an AEW show, but I prefer them separate. Like, not that you can never bring them together, but I prefer them separate in most instances. Yeah. So yeah, good, good, good on them for for more of the Universal uh, tapings. And if you're in the area, if you're in Florida, go check that out. Go, let's go. It get gives that. it more of an NXT vibe where you have a dedicated audience that will always pop for things because. I don't know if you remember me and Hazel talking about it yesterday, but the beginning of the show was just dead, <laughs> like completely dead. Yeah. Crowd started coming alive a little bit for, uh, who was it? I think it was, uh, fuck. I forgot who it was. Damn, you know, my brain is, is ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was in a certain condition yesterday. Yes. But it wasn't until like midway through the show where the, you, you started hearing the crowd come more and more alive. And it's because of the fact that they were just piling in, most likely. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's <coughs> tough in when those taping scenarios when they're alongside AEW tapers, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and plus, that that's a lot. That's a lot to ask a crowd to stay up for. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but like even when we went, we it was like, what time did we get home? Like at three. Yeah, yeah. Shit was ridiculous. Now let's talk about the rating for AEW Dynamites. They averaged 830,000 viewers, Damn. down 4% from last week. Yeah. The, the lowest of 2023 so far. Second lowest, actually. Uh, seventh on the cable charts in the 18-49 demo with a 2.8 rating. Same as last week. The thing that knocked it out of the, the top five mainly was sports. There was NHL playoffs. There was NBA playoffs. A lot of playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, con- considering the competition, stiff competition, <laughs> That's a mm-hmm. you know solid number. You, yeah. you you can't complain about that, knowing what the competition is. Because they put on a fucking banger last week. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the thing. You got to just stay the course with with stuff like that, and just hope that the you know the good stuff that you did sticks in people's minds and gets them coming back. There's a lot of there. There's some stuff on this show for sure that that I think is hooking people. Hell yeah! And I think it's time to talk about that stuff. Oh shit. Yes, <clears throat> Come here, buddy. Oh, hell yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, well, son. I think I'm ready. Well, goddamn, son. I guess you are ready. <laughs> <laughs> because of the... Anyway. <laughs> then, for the thousands in attendance. Just us, son. The millions watching at home. <laughs> that is all of year. Yeah. 
And for my buddy, good old Jim Rose. How you doing? You like that barbecue? I love that barbecue sauce. Oh, my God. The barbecue sauce is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get ready to banter. AW Dynamite from Britsburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. We open this thing up with Jungle Boy Jack Perry coming down to the ring. A rare talking segment to open Dynamite. Yeah. They did a lot of non-AW shit this week, and I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little jarring. A little jarring. Yeah. Uh, so Jungle Boy is set to talk, but he's not allowed to because out comes Sammy Guevara. Presumably to also talk. And his amazing song. Yes, and his, his crazy uh, Tron. But he's going to talk, and he's not allowed to talk either because Darby Allen comes out. And yep. Darby actually does get to talk. Yeah, because he doesn't sleep. You know, his head's on fire. Yeah, he hates creeps, and he hates liars. And he's in the ring, as he would tell you, with a bunch of creeps and liars right now. He looks at Sammy. He says, Sammy, out of all the pillars, I've actually known you the longest. And truth be told, I like you the most. But I think you're the least qualified to be champion because perception is reality and you're seen as a follower. Says he thinks Chris Jericho is holding you back. You see, the the difference between you and Jericho and me and Sting is you follow Jericho around. There's no Sting Appreciation Society. Me and Sting are equals. And he says he goes to Jungle Boy. That's a fact. That's true. He he looks to the Jungle Boy and he's like, Jungle Boy, or, or is it Jack, or, or whatever they're calling you now? And the cross stars chant Jungle Jack. So he's like, all right, whatever, Jungle Jack. We'll call you that. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Crap, bro. He's like, Jungle Jack, you had the easiest path of all the pillars because you were handpicked from that little California clique. At first, I saw that, and I was jealous of you. But then I really got to look and see what you were about, and I saw that nothing about you was intimidating. Nothing Ooh. at all. But then Jungle Boy says, you know, Darby, I look at you and I see you got that face paint on. And I look around and I see all these kids in the crowd wearing the face paint. And I just wonder what they would know, what they would feel. If they ever saw the real you, they ever saw what you were really like. You're antisocial. You don't like people who you don't think are cool enough to talk to you. And he Um. says, this wasn't even your first choice, Darby. You're only here because you failed as a skateboarder. Um, okay. Like, <laughs> okay. I was here like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is really what you're saying? You're anti-social. I don't like talking to people either. Yeah, I'm anti-social too. This, this, this makes Darby cooler for me. Yeah, like, what are you? <laughs> Fuck yeah, Darby. I don't like people either. That's what I'm talking about. You're a bit of an introvert too, fucking Juggle Jack. Mr. Only Talks Here and There. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> then he goes to Sammy. He says, Sammy, you know what? I This whole thing was all the pillars was like, you know what, Sammy? I actually like you the most. They all said that to him. They all like Sammy, which is weird. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, Sammy, you know, you put your body on the line. No matter what you do, you know, despite the fact that you're a scumbag piece of shit, you come out here, you put your body on the line, you risk it all to win and to entertain these people. And I respect that. But then Sammy... He grabs the mic, and he's like, all right, you know what? Darby, I think you and I actually do have the most in common here because I watched you, you know, rise up the top, and I I, I was jealous of you because you were on pay-per-views and I wasn't. But now, with the times of me watching you from the background are over, and you're going to watch me become AEW world champion. And then Jungle Boy steps in like, no. You're going to watch me become AEW world champion. And then then finally, MJF's music hits. And he gets a huge pop. Mm -hmm. And he comes out. From Brisbane to all places, which is kind of like, whoa. And he immediately heals on them like, yeah, I I care what you people think. You you people think Britt Baker is actually good. And then, of course, they boo the shit out of him. You don't say that in Brisbane. Yeah, she's to them, she's the fifth pillar. She should be right there with them. Yeah, she should be in this promo. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, but he says, you know, I have talked to my my good friend, Tony Khan. Everybody knows that famously. Me and Tony Khan are great friends. And we have decided on a pillars tournament to decide who faces me at double or nothing. 
So then he he reaches into a hat to pull out a name and to, to decide which name gets a buy. And the name that he pulls out is Darby Allen. So mm-hmm. randomly, just randomly, Darby gets a buy. And Sammy and Jungle Boy will face off tonight to determine who his opponent will, in the next round will be. And then the winner of that match faces MJF at Double or Nothing. So no four-way, as we were probably all expecting. Well, a tournament. I'm going to say this, right? I feel like if it really were to be like no four-way, they would have done a round-robin tournament for this. Uh, me and Hazel were talking about this yesterday. Um, and I remember that I was like explaining, like basically like they're doing something. They're If they're cutting time this short instead of doing a round-robin tournament, Something's going on, and I feel like it's going to end up being a fatal four way, anyways. Maybe, but it, it definitely like the the pillars feud has seemed pretty straightforward <laughs> up to this point, but here it got weird for me, kind of. It went in a weird direction. Uh, this segment here was was fifteen minutes of talking, and, and then it was actually, funnily enough, it was MJF of all people. That was the one that came out. It was like, let me get to the point. How often does that happen? That's rare. Yeah. That's very rare. Like he said his piece and left. <laughs> yep. And then, but that, that ended the whole situation. Yeah. So to, I'm telling you, man, something's going on. Something's going on. And like this, this had. Story. Because it, pay attention to what happens later on in the show. No, oh, yeah. Like. This had some of those interpersonal dynamics between the pillars that I've liked throughout this build, mm-hmm. but it also had like some weird WWE esque padding, and like <laughs> all three of these guys complained about being held back. Like it's one thing if one of them does it, but all three of the guys in this promo are pointing fingers at the others. Like you were the one that was handpicked. I had to fight for this. That don't work if all of you are saying that well i took it more of a like we're each on more or less equal grounds we're a lot more alike than we're giving each other credit for that's the way that i looked at it coming out of it like once it was over that part i'm fine with but yeah like the the parts where they're all like well like where darby's like well you were in the california clique and then as you were in this group and that group like you can't all have the same you were the hand-picked guy while I had to sit back and watch you and rise up to your level thing. I I, I hear you, but at the same time, it's like it from I guess I took it differently. To to me, it was more of a well, you know, we're we're on equal footing, more or less. Yeah. You know, all of us feels, you know, kind of like not betrayed, but kind of like pushed back by by the administration. You know, there was a bit of, you know, I, well, I I rose the ranks. I busted my ass. But so did he, so did he, and so did he. You feel me? And they're giving each their piece of, like, well, this is my point of view from my angle. This is my angle, and this is my angle. And it's all, it's something that I've wanted for the world title for a long time, which is where everybody kind of wants it. Right. And I, I mean, kind of wish it was there was more of that. I wish it wasn't just the pillars. I wish there was more guys out there going, no, I want that guy. <laughs> You know, I want that belt. You know, something that I miss about uh, that I missed in when I watch, you know, current day wrestling is it's not as much about the titles anymore. Like growing up, it was like everyone was like, no, I want that title. I want this title. I want that title. You know, it was always somebody trying to get a, a world title. And something was a little, you know, it's been a little off lately where it's like people don't really care about the titles anymore. And it's kind of like, that's odd. Like you come in here to, Fucking win belts and fucking get you know your your accolades and build yourself a nice little you know like repertoire of, of things that you've done here you know so it's kind of weird where it's just like everybody's just kind of like well I'm feuding with this idiot and this idiot and that idiot. And I think yeah I think that's part of it. I think it's because it it's it's gonna sound weird but I think Tony is actually doing a little too much story mm. like. You should always do story, of course. Like you should always have stories threading throughout your show. But I think we're getting to a point where, like, and you can see it on the show, where like throughout the show, there's there's a point of building all the story dynamics between all these characters, as opposed to just 
what are we trying to win? There wasn't so much of what are we trying to win on the show? It's what is my problem with this person or that person? Or how, how are these people dealing with the dynamics with these people? Like, I, feel like I think there needs to be more stories built around I want to win. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think Tony's take I think Tony took the there's not enough stories criticism and decided I'm gonna build all the stories, which is good, but I think you all there also needs to be a balance of you know yeah. guys just rising up and trying to win. Yeah, because most of the story that I like, like we we were talking about this not that long ago, is match based story yeah. where basically you watch what they do versus what they say, you know, and it's it's more about you know. Less to be said and more to be shown because when you show me more, I believe it more than when you're talking about it. So that's the reason why I've always liked that kind of booking versus, you know, WWE style booking, which this was kind of WWE segment ish. I think that is the thing of it. Like, they generally do, and what generally is the cardinal rule of storytelling show, don't tell, but this is more telling as opposed to showing. Yes. But at the same time, it, it, you know, because it's so rare to happen on AEW, for some weird reason, it was kind of refreshing for me. I mean, I, I didn't hate different. it. I just, yeah. felt, I just felt kind of weird about it at the end of it. I didn't hate it though. Me personally, I, I kind of enjoyed the segment just to see, like, where everybody stands and how they think. You know, what they're thinking, like, what's on their mind. You know. Which usually, like I said before, it's usually not my deal, but because it's not a thing that usually happens on AEW. And, you know, they're actually, they're, you know, it, it's story building at the end of the day. So I was okay with it. I didn't really come off of this any type of way. The only thing that I've heard, which I actually heard from multiple like news sources, which is basically the mics weren't catching the crowd as much, but the crowd was actually reacting a lot more than what you could hear. And a lot of people who were actually there were like kind of complaining that you know that you know we were fucking going ape shit and you didn't hear us in a lot of segments on in the, on this show, which is weird. And I, I, I understand that because that happened to us too. Yeah, it does happen from time to time. AW you got to look into maybe Mike mm-hmm. in the arena is better. Yeah. Um, but now first match of the evening, first actual match, it's the Outcasts versus the hometown girl, Doctor Britt Baker. D D D. And the AEW Women's Champion, Jamie Hayter. Yep. Of course, as we are in Britsburg tonight, the doctor is super over. She's she's Hell a god. Yeah. Did you see? So, like, when she makes her entrance, right, usually it's all, like, bloody and shit like that. But there was a lot of black and yellow on that son bitch and white and, you know, yeah. the towels and all that. And it was really, really dope. Like, Man. I was, like, enjoying the aesthetic of how they really went all the way. Even fucking uh, Jamie Hayter was wearing black and yellow. Yeah, she, she was an honorary <laughs> she was an honorary uh, member of Britsburg tonight, Jamie Hayter. Mm-hmm. Which was, like, again, like, this was actually kind of dope that they actually did the whole... And she even went and grabbed the towel from the crowd, you know, so... It's yeah, like, yeah, showing love. She she was about it. That's a world champion right there. She knows what she's doing. It was, it was, it was cool to see, like, Brit and Jamie as, as like total equals now because like yeah for the past you know last few months Brit has like fallen to the background so that Jamie could finally rise up and you know be, be in the front like we've been asking for and you know they finally did that so tonight it, it kind of bounced back because we're in Brit's <laughs> hometown so of course she would be front and center but Jamie mm-hmm. still felt like a big star the crowd was still cheering and chanting for her and everything like they truly felt like equals now the heels rush the ramp and they start brawling immediately to kick off the match. Uh, Hater takes out Tony Storm and Ruby and Soraya tries to uh, distract her, but she takes her outside. The numbers catch up and Britt runs over, but Ruby takes her out with a kick and then she runs over and taunts her mom into the pit. That, that, was, that was the heels' main bullshit, thing about this match: yeah. messing with Britt's mom and, and shit at ringside and the family and shit. That's some bullshit. Man, you know they ain't having that for the family. She gets the hot tag and Britt's bird goes crazy for the doctor. She gets the glove on. Time for lockjaw, but Tony hits her with a German suplex. Goes for Storm Zero, but that's countered into an air raid crash for a near fall. Then Tony gets fucking wombo comboed into Haterade, but Ruby makes the save, and Brick gets set up in the corner to be killed with Tony's ass. 
as well as a belt <laughs> shot <laughs> from Soraya for the one two she got her no and a big old NXT face from Tony off the near in the ring. <laughs> Britt sets Ruby up for the Panama Sunrise and it lands yeah. and the cover gets one two she got her no. Uh, she goes for a curb stomp for a near fall, then locks in lockjaw, and then Ruby taps, and Britt and Jamie get the W. Fun match. Should they, they might have yeah. just started with this. Just started yep. the show with this. This is fun. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we understand why they started with that. You know, once you start, yeah, you had you had to you know establish your situation with mm-hmm. the pillars. Now we got Renee Paquette with Wardlow. This is Wardlow. Yeah, right. She asked mm-hmm. the big man how he's going to deal with QT Marshall potentially interfering in his match with Hobbs tonight. And Wardlow says, you know, I once had a horseman watching my back at ringside. So, you know, I decided to reach out. And now I got another one looking out for me tonight. And up walks Glocky in the Pocky himself. <laughs> Arn Anderson is back. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Arn says, now I know Tully probably taught you how to be the best checkers player in AEW. But tonight, we're playing chess. Boys, we're playing chess. <laughs> It's getting real tonight. I've seen a lot of little kid stuff going on here. He cut a great, like, throwback promo, like a grown man promo. This shit made me realize that all these promos these kids cutting nowadays, little kid shit. This man cut a grown man promo. Like, oh, word? Y'all, y'all playing, you know, y'all playing checkers over here. All right, cool. Y'all doing little kid shit, stealing shit, throwing shit out the... That's cool and all, but, you know, right now we're going to show you some grown man shit. You about to find out tonight. And I'm like... Oh shit, Arn Jesus! Talking street shit, yo. (laughs) (laughs) This is this man got the Glock. You know how you know how you doing it. You know how you shit. Arn is rocking. The elite are here. The elite. Kansas plays. Super K. Kenny Omega got on a shirt repping the God Akira Toriyama. Ooh, ooh, hell yeah. Uh, Grabs a microphone, says, The Blackpool Combat Club are some of the most respected wrestlers in the world. But after the things they've done to our friends, you know, I don't have much to say. In fact, I'd rather you guys just come out and we can settle this like men. And then Danielson pops on the screen and he's like, You guys have interview time and you go out there and you tell the people you don't have much to say. the goat the fucking goat (laughs) let's go with this nigga this man said you not gonna cut a promo you got promo time amateurs Amateurs. (laughs) what's wrong with him lately bro he got issues but it was all a setup as the bcc hits the ring and the bra pops off uh dragon comes down and he's got his damn screwdriver once again they, they prop up Omega, and, you know, Dragon says to him, you know, Kenny, you're your boys. I was sure they were amateurs, but you, I actually thought you might have been a real professional, Kenny. Mm-hmm. But you decide to sit here on your potential and be around amateurs. <laughs> we need to fix it, Kenny. And he gets the screwdriver out. But out runs Don Callis, and he's got a chair. But he 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 quickly sees the numbers and decides, no, I'm not built for this. And he, he turns around and walks out and, and he runs <laughs> off to the back. And Danielson is like, that's right, Don. You get out of here. And seconds later, Callis runs right back out with Kanosuke Takeshita in tow. And Takeshita hits the ring and takes out the BCC. He looks at Danielson like, no, you're not doing this to him. And he mm. stands tall, helps Kenny up. They fight off Mox and Yuta. And the BCC walks off. And Takeshita looks like he's standing with the boys, with the elite. So the Don Callis recruitment of Konosuke Takeshita, he's been recruiting this man for months. And it finally pays off here. All the threads are coming together in this BCC elite feud. But it makes it stickier for me. It does. Yes. Well, first of all, you can hear in the background Brian Daniels saying to Takeshita, Takeshita, what are you doing? I love you. I love you, Takeshita. Yeah, you know, that's the thing now to the people he loves them. Yes. So I'm like, wait a minute, that's true. 
when things were the other way around, he was he was on their side. Hmm. Then Don Callis has this whole beef with Hangman Page. He replacing Hangman Page with Takeshita here. Hmm. Something going on here. Very, very sneaky. Very sneaky. They might just be trying to, like, you know, give us a red herring, but something sneaky happened here. No shit in W. In, in AW is a red herring. No, no, no. In WWE, everything is a fucking red herring. <laughs> hate WWE. But here, <laughs> I don't hate WWE. Don't get me wrong. I love the guys over there. I love all the wrestlers who are over there. Triple H does his best for what he got. Because I understand that the old man is still fucking fucking around now. What do you mean? Bro? So, you know, I understand. Hey, listen, I'm just saying the show wasn't that fucking awful for a few fucking weeks while you were fucking gone. Then you come back and all of a sudden shit is starting to look funny as hell. Fuck out of here with that. I think the show's uh, great. Now, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I would violate it. It's like that. That's the sad part. But yeah, shout out to, to BCC and the Leaf Feud. Best thing going right now. Just yep. cooking. Yep. Cooking with gas. Yep. Now we got the TNT Championship on the line. Wardlow with Arn Anderson in this corner versus the champ powerhouse Hobbs with QT Marshall and Harley Cameron in his corner. God bless Harley Cameron. You, um, you, you're going to like this reference right quick. Did you see what they're doing here with the outfits? Oh, uh, what? With, with Hobbs and Wardlow? Mm-hmm. What? Black and green, purple and gold. White boy wearing the green. Brother the wearing the blue, purple and gold. Larry Bird. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, 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 true. Come on, man. <laughs> you ain't see it. I saw it immediately. I was like, ah. I, I thought you would have seen it being that you're the basketball guy. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it that way. Yeah, Hobbs kicks the match off with some suplexes. They head outside. They brought into the crowd, into the pip. Hobbs hits the goddamn low down for a near fall. So, come back. Where the fuck did that come from? Yo, he was out here. He was out here with the shits. He hit the swanton, just Wardlow. They start trading yeah. bombs. Hobbs goes for a power slam, but Wardlow counters with a big headbutt. Harley distracts everyone. Everyone is looking at her. Fine Cameron. as hell, yeah. Because <laughs> she's fine as hell. She's uh, got legs. She's the yeah. new Miss Hancock. She is. She she do got Miss Hancock energy out there. Yes, she do. She got the whole look and everything. Yes. So while she's got everyone distracted, QT runs in, hits the diamond cutter, and Hobbs follows up with the spine buster. That yep. gets a near fall. Uh, then QT runs in again. But this time, Arn follows, and he walks right up to QT. And he pulls out the Glock. And he sells it like it's a real gun. Yeah, QT no better. He's like, oh, nah, he got the Glock. So he you got the Glock, shit, he got the Glock. <laughs> he I fucking ran out shot. the ring, rolled out. <laughs> I ain't getting shot today. Hell no. So with all the obstacles out the way, Wardlow hits the Powerbomb Symphony and gets the one, two, and three. And we have a new TNT champion. Again, see, I knew. See, here's the thing: you and Hazel were on the same wave, and I'm over here like, well, think about it. The nigga's in his pseudo hometown. I knew, like, I had the vibe going right. in because I was like, yeah. yeah, he's in his, you know, pseudo hometown, and the story makes sense. But it's like, yeah, can we give Hobbs a run? What are we doing? <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you can't bring out Arn Anderson with the Glock. You can't bring out Penta or Cerro Miedo. You can't do all this shit. And he's in his pseudo hometown and he's not going to win. Come on now, man. You're covering all your bases. And I like it too because of the fact that that means Arn is thinking crazy 3D. Like he has all everything covered, which means this uh, relationship going forth is going to be one of trust where Arn Anderson is going to be somebody who's going to be a great mind to put together a team. And he kept mentioning four horsemen and four horsemen and four horsemen. And what in my mind is telling me is like, they about to put a team on this man. They about to make this man look like a boss. But let's, you know, I'm, I might be getting ahead of myself. So let's wait and see. Yeah, we, I'm going I'm to let them cook. I'm going to let them, you know, do what they need to do. But for me, it's just like, 
and we just get a champ and have a run. Like a, a title can change hands frequently and be fine. That's cool. I'm, I'm not necessarily hating on that, but eventually you do have to have some sense of stability with it. Like, and then like, that's what I'm saying. I feel every, like this is leading to that. Yeah, but every time, then it's the fact that every time this is Wardlow's third reign, and it feels like every time he's won it after losing it, they do like a mini reset with him. And it's like, it, it it's kind of weird. Like, hopefully this is the one that sticks with Wardlow and Arn and Wardlow go somewhere good and, and give Wardlow the run. If you're not going to give Hobbs the, the run, give Wardlow the run. I just want someone to get the run. I wanted it to be Hobbs, but if it's going to be Wardlow, that's cool too. Renee is with Sammy Guevara. Um, but before he can really say anything, MJF walked right up to him. And he's like, Sammy, again, out of all the pillars, I like you the most. And he says, Sammy, you know what? You can get past all these guys in this tournament. And you can, how about you be in the main event with me at Double or Nothing? You just got to do one thing for me. Lay down. So then Sammy's like, all right, get out of here, man. I'm not trying to deal with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Ain't then MJF is like, well, all right. How about I give you this blank check? You write whatever number you want on it and then take me up on my deal. A main event spot, something you've never had before. And however much money you want, if you just do this deal with me. And first of all, that's not true. Sammy has main event and pay-per-views before. Yes. In fact, the upcoming pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, he's main evented it twice. Yes. But regardless, Sammy takes the check. And writes what can be presumed is a lot of zeros. Yeah, because Sammy wrote out the number, and he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" MJF is like, "Whoa, <laughs> all right, that's that's a lot, but that's all right. <laughs> that's, that's not real. That's not real, is it? Yeah, that's the number." Sammy's like, "Renee Paquette is over here, like, oh shit." <laughs> <laughs> so and he he went through with it. So yeah, MJF is like, "All right, that's the number you want," and he's gonna shake hands on it. And Sammy's like, "Hey." Yeah, friends, we're friends don't shake now. Yeah. friends hug. You hear that? He's my friend. <laughs> so now, now they're friends and they're they're hugging. <laughs> they're boys. More like business partners. All I have to say is, there is no honor amongst thieves. Remember yeah, that's, that. That's the truth. We got Commander versus yeah. Switchblade Jay White with Juice Robinson. And Fuck that motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, <laughs> and they, they were a demon time early, too. They they start stomping. Jay White starts stomping Commander on the corner, mm-hmm. and then he and Juice just get in his face like, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is Bullet Club shit. <laughs> Bullet Club gold. Yeah, Bullet Club gold. I uh, love gold. <laughs> we pan over to Sean Spears, who's in the crowd watching, and he's got – Chilling. He's got grades. He's got numbers. Yeah. You know, he's the perfect – 10. Yes, he's the 10. He's man. over here representing perfection. Yes. <laughs> um, Commander hits the ropes and starts working. Uh, he goes for a moonsault to the outside, but White Dodges hits a gourd buster on the apron into the picture in picture. Yeah, he goes over to Sean Spears, who gives him a six. Uh, we come back from the break. Commander fights back with big chops, comes back with a crucifix for a near fall, and then he goes up top. Finally gets his big rope walk dive off. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes crazy. Crowd says, that's a 10. And Sean Spears is like, you know what? You guys are right. It's a 10. <laughs> he holds up the 10. Yep. He's got his little plastic cards. Yeah. Or his, if, to be correct, laminated cards. Yes, laminated yeah, number, <laughs> number grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commander goes for the springboard Phoenix Splash for a near fall. Then he goes for a top rope Phoenix Splash. But Jay dodges, hits him with the Blade Runner. And gets mm-hmm. the one, two, and three. A very nice Styles Clash match, I actually thought, with these two. Yep. Jay White will be just fine in AEW. Now, um, here's what people are getting upset about. They're upset that there's that you know they're basically doing we're doing like a a showcase match, trying to showcase commander skills on Jay White time. You feel me? Everybody kind of wanted him to be kind of like spearheaded into a world title run. And my, my, you know, my answer to that is basically there's things going on already. When has all that... this stuff going on with the world title and then the guys that you would want him to be against, which would probably be anybody in the, in the BCC or anybody in the elite, they're doing their own thing. 
So you can't really throw him into any of those situations that are already, you know, moving parts. So what I would do is exactly what they're doing and having him have great matches while still telling a story and setting things up with other wrestlers who are still great, still, you know what I'm saying? Still high caliber, high tier wrestlers. So I don't understand, you know, why people are being so salty about it. I do get that. All right. You know, I feel like it would have been a better match if you would have had fucking, you know, somebody who would show him off better. So that way commander doesn't get that L, but I feel like it all works out. You have a great guy in commander who can have incredible matches with anyone. And he showed that tonight. He did a whole bunch of cool shit on those ropes that fuck Lindsay Dorado can't even do. I was over here like, how the fuck? Grand Men Elite type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't see but, it with the problem. Yeah. He just fucking got here. Um, and, and But you know, oh, he's Jay White, though. He got to be like, he just you know, fucking he got here. <laughs> I don't give a shit if he he just got here. When when is it ever when has it ever been in AEW that a guy walks in and just starts wrestling for the world championship? No and one has ever done that. That's what some of some people have a problem with. And I like I said, I not only do not have a problem with it, but I understand why it's done and how do you how you you know you build somebody. You know, that's what you do. You know, you build them up first, you make them look great, and then, you know, you go forth. But at the same time, too, like, you know, like, y'all are so used to, like, I guess, WWE-isms that you're so, you know, wrapped up in that. And it does, to me, it makes more sense this way than to do WWE-isms in this this spot. So it is what it is, though. Y'all can feel how y'all want to feel. Everybody's wrestling likes and dislikes are different here and there, so... This was this was good shit. Um, yeah, to me, this was great. Like I, they had a great match, and I understood it. Hayes was talking about it yesterday again. One of those things where he was like, "Oh, you, why are you having this match?" I'm like, "It's dumb, though. Why? Like, it's a dumb criticism, you know." Yeah, some people they have smart criticisms that you know they're they're warranted, and some people are just talking out the ass because they're so used to seeing things one way that they can't see it another way. They have to always have everything be the same which is not what I want. I want things to be different here and there. So that way I can have, you know, my style of wrestling. You can go have fun with your shit, but this is, you know, this here is usually what I like. So, you know, poo-poo on it all you want. I prefer this than what you want, you know? Yeah, this is, they, they let them cook. Um, yep. So yeah, post-match, Sean Spears gives Jay White a five. And Juice has had enough, and he and they they jump this man. They grab this man, and they start to mm-hmm. beat his ass. But absolute Ricky Starks runs down for the save, and he runs the Bullet Club gold off, and he stands tall with Sean Spears and Commander in the ring. And is it just to- me, or is he looking and feeling more and more like The Rock every week? Yes, he 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 is he <laughs> is the fashionist in AEW. He's that guy, bro. He just comes out, <laughs> fly as fuck, bro. Just. Everybody, you saw how he did that. He fucking knocked one motherfucker out, dodged, flipped, rolled, went for the other motherfucker, and speared him. How? Yeah, clean, clean. How? He was out here looking ready for for whatever. Now we got Renee Paquette with FTR, who who just shows them real quick that Mark Briscoe got jumped earlier. So they run over to the trainers' room, but Jay Lethal and the gang are already there. So mm-hmm. then they start arguing, and Marcus like, "Hey, listen, man, I'm ready to go right now." But the doctor <laughs> said I can't go. So you saying that, I can't? I'm not clear. No, I'm, I'm not clear. So y'all got to roll for me. So you know they both argue. We'll we'll handle it for you. We got it. And then yeah. Marcus like, "All right, listen, since I can't do it, you you guys team with you guys, and y'all He's both like, go handle it." For me. Yeah, you, you too. too. <laughs> it's it's the way he expresses himself. Yeah. It's so real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how you would regularly in real life just be like, uh, this, this these two motherfuckers and you two motherfuckers, y'all go out there and whoop their I can't do shit because this motherfucker over here telling me I can't. So <laughs> yeah, I gotta do it for me. All right. So then Lethal is like, all right, for my friend, all right. And so then they shake yeah. FTR's hands on it, him, him and Jared. We got Chris Jericho and Adam Cole set to meet face to face. Ooh, this right here. They step in the ring. 
They got microphones. Cole, he, he speaks first. He says how he's been inspired by Jericho and how much of Adam Cole as a pro wrestler has been molded by Chris Jericho. He says, hell, even my catchphrase comes hey, from babe. Chris Jericho. Yes, that's a Chris Jericho thing. Says he respects Chris Jericho deeply, and Jericho he shakes his hand. And Jericho and he says, "Shit on him." Yes, he's like, <laughs> "I appreciate those words, Adam." And you know, after looking at you and seeing the, the things you've done in your career, I can look at you and I can say that I have zero respect for you. You know what that felt like to me? What? I appreciate that the World Wrestling Federation cares, <laughs> but I also appreciate the fact that yeah. hell. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Taz goes, well, now let's hear Ramona, right? <laughs> Taz, shut up, man. <laughs> and, then, and then Jericho goes, you know what, Cole? I think you're an arrogant son of a bitch. And then Tony's like, all right, well, I think we've heard him out. And then Taz goes, well, yeah, he's got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> and Jericho's not? Just just give Taz his best commentator award now. He can't look at me touched. <laughs> Taz is the greatest. Yeah, Cole, he asked Jericho, you know, when's the last time you looked in the mirror and evaluated who you really are? See, I think the real Chris Jericho is an insecure, stupid idiot. The crowd starts chanting stupid idiot stupid at him. Idiot. Stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. WWE all over again. Yeah. So then Jericho's like, listen, Cole, you know they say never meet your heroes. Well, I'm going to prove that to be true. You don't want to meet me. You don't want to know me. In fact, you should just turn around and walk away right now. And Cole's like, oh, I should walk away. What are you going to do if I don't walk away, huh? So then Jericho shoves him, and then it pops off. Cole starts beating him down in the corner. But then Daniel Garcia runs down, and the numbers take over. But then Britt Baker, the queen of Britsburg, she comes down, and she pulls Jericho away. And she slaps him. But luckily for Chris, who can't do anything to him, <laughs> Britt got ops in the area. Because yep. the outcasts pop out. And they lay Britt out. And they cuff Adam Cole to the bottom rope. Damn. And you get a kendo stick. And Jericho, he's pointed at Cole. And Cole's like, I dare you to hit me, Chris. I dare you. But then Jericho, he looks over. He looks at Soraya. And he's like, I'm not going to do anything. Here you are, my lady. He hands it to Soraya. And Soraya starts to beat down Britt in front of Adam Cole. Who's handcuffed to the top, to the bottom rope. Yes. He can't leave that spot. And he's fucking trying. And Chris Jericho's doing the whole whoopsie daisy shit. Like, huh? You're too slow. Huh? You're too slow. I'm like, fucking shit, bro. They really got him. Man, you know me, man. I understand how rings work, bro. I would have fucking undone that corner turnbuckle so fast. (laughs) (laughs) I would have got up with the fucking rope still tied to my arm. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> Good angle, though. Good angle. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm generally. I'm she, generally. She said Austin. She did. Yeah. She goes, Austin. And he's like, no. <laughs> Brett, I'm sorry. No. He's apologizing. Um, her and Jay. Damn. By the way, she suffered a black eye here. Yes. Yes. And now mm-hmm. it's Araya's profile picture on Twitter. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm what an arsehole, huh? <laughs> uh, but I'm generally weary of, of real life couples in wrestling doing angles because of you know, yeah. it's not you know, it, it, it's got a mixed history. But Cole and Britt seem to do well together because they've seem... been off rip, it's always been they've always been you know, a couple here on AEW. There's never True, been since... any hiding it. Yeah. From the yeah, from the moment he's shown up, like it's been known that's Britt Baker's boyfriend. Yep, they had the whole thing with Tony, and yeah. Tony was like, "I don't like this guy." <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole best friend angle where you're you're the best friend to a female, and then the female is like over here, like you know, dating this kind of asshole guy, and you're like, "This motherfucker, bro." If you hurt my friend Finn, I'm gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna whoop his ass. <laughs> he gonna find out. <laughs> so yeah, that they're the most underrated feud in AEW, Adam Cole and Tony Schiavone. Um yep. And from a former member of the elite to a member, well, to members of the delete. Yes, the Hardys and Hook. <laughs> they are now in charge. They are setting up for the firm's deletion. 
Jeff Hardy says, I am back and I will speak on Rampage. Be there or be triangular. Because he can't just say square. (laughs) (laughs) What? Jeff Hardy, he can't say regular shit. (laughs) That's the Jeff Hardy ass bullshit. Be there or be triangular. Talking all sorts of weird shit. What the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> and then just that that's some shit that only Jeff Hardy could get away with. Be there, weird, be artistic motherfuckers, bro. <laughs> and you just go with it, like, yeah, Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Darby can get away with shit like that too. Just like weird yeah. artsy shit. <laughs> His promo very much reminded me of Jeff Hardy on this show. It's yeah. very Jeff Hardy esque. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Hook is just there. <laughs> yeah, Hook is just chilling. Like that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck somebody up. Yeah. Now we got the Jazz 2.0 and Jake Hager versus the acclaimed and Daddy Ass. I was gonna say ain't nobody care about no Jazz. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. The acclaimed. The acclaimed. Stop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like Max this week. I like his his lines. Yeah, good lines. You got a Draymond yeah. line, did he? So I'm gonna stomp in your chest like I'm Draymond Green. <laughs> Woo! You ain't supposed to be stomping people. <laughs> Draymond just be wallet. <laughs> yeah. Got suspended for a game for it. And then Joel Embiid fucking kicked somebody in the nuts the next night. <laughs> so maybe they, maybe the league is biased against Draymond. Maybe he got a point. The league is frustrated. That's what's going on. It, it's, it's frustrating times. Playoffs. Um, If the acclaimed lose this match, they must join the Jazz. Mm-hmm. So, so the Jazz, they ain't playing. They jump the Acclaim from Rip. If the Acclaim come back, his scissor me timber is into the pip. And then we come back from that break. Hot tag, the daddy ass, who is Billy Gunn. So you know he can still cook on a hot tag. The fact he's still cooking on the hot tags is like, wow. This man yeah. is legendary. Facts. Uh, mm-hmm. He sets up for the famouser, but Hager breaks loose. Hits the side slam for a near fall. Fucking Hager in this match. Every offensive move, he's like, that's right. I like the hat. <laughs> Obsessed with that. And it's over, so let him rock. Yeah, yeah, let him rock. Let him rock. The, the crowd goes crazy for that stupid ass hat. <laughs> yeah, they like the hat, too. So You know, I went and got a bucket hat. <laughs> he's bringing back bucket hats. Hold on. Come in. Come in. Get your ass. Get Get the fuck. <laughs> Damn, you knocked down my whole setup here. Yeah, I like this hat. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't want to show you how much I paid for it. <laughs> I like this hat. That's right. <laughs> Angelo comes in with his loaded comb, but Billy Gunn gets it and breaks it. He fucking crumples it in his hand. Uh, then the acclaim hit the arrival and the mic drop, and they get the W. They do not have to join the Jets. Yay! Daddy uh, ass. They get to keep assing and scissoring, and the scissoring yeah, will none remain. of that should sound right. <laughs> they all good to go. They all good to go. <laughs> no, this is this match was exactly what I wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a fun little. It was a fun little quick trio mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Jazz, the Jasser 2.0 and Hager are actually kind of a fun uh, heel yes. to heel team. Silly wrestling for people who, you know, just saw a lot of serious shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it looks like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main, the main event. Sammy Guevara with Ty Mello versus Jungle Sherry Boy Guevara. Jack Perry. When Sammy came out with Ty, it made me wonder how does Miss Fat Ass and Bad Attitude feel about this match? Because she's in the Jazz, so theoretically, Sammy's her boy. She should cheer for him. But Jack is her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So where Mm. does she lie in this? She must be conflicted. (sighs) Ah. That's probably why she didn't come out. Yeah, that's probably why she wasn't out there because Ty was out there. <laughs> Our homegirl's here. She's representing her man. And... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Messy. I must stay out of this one. <laughs> uh, Jungle Boy has said that they three dives as MJF watches in the back like a normal human being and Darby yep. watches from the rafters. Um, because he's Darby. Yeah, he's Sting. He's baby Sting. <laughs> Uh, Jungle Boy and Sammy, they they brawl into the crowd throughout the break. 
and then they become back. Jungle Boy hits a sunset power flip, sunset power flip, sunset flip power bomb on the apron. Then sunset a top rope destroyer. Yeah, sunset flip power bomb. Then a top rope destroyer for a near fall. Uh, Sammy goes for the GTH, but Jungle Boy hits a poison Rana. Then Sammy comes back with his own poison Rana. Then Jungle Boy comes back with a sliding lariat, and then they double down. They work back up. Jungle Boy gets the snare trap, but Sammy's able to get the ropes. Uh, Jack goes up top, then Sammy drop kicks him off, and he flies backward toward the ringside table, crashes through. Yeah. yeah. So the rest count out. He's almost at eight to nine. Then MJF runs up, lays Jungle Boy out with the ring while Sammy distracts the ref, and then mm-hmm. Sammy gets the win by count out. Hmm. Count out. Interesting. It's not an AEW move. It's not an AEW move. I thought it was kind of yucky. <laughs> I didn't think it was yucky, but only because they don't do that. They don't. They don't. So to me, it was like, oh, we trying new shit. We doing a little new something, something. It kind of like, and that's why I'm saying that this is where the story comes back together to me, where it's like, yeah, like there's going to end up being a fatal forward. There, there's an obvious story purpose in this finish and mm-hmm. that it, it furthers the this MJF Sammy alliance, which yes. you know I'm, I'm I think it's safe to say is is going to be temporary. Yes. But it's, it's just I don't know. It, it, it this whole thing came out of nowhere. Like I thought we were building straight forward to a four way and, and it took a turn this weekend. It is it, weird. I'm still thrown by it. Yeah. I feel you. But at the same time, the AW, most of the shit you see here is not regular AW shit. So to me, it just felt refreshing because it was all new shit that AW's trying out. So to me, it just felt like it's it's all literally because not only do they not do it a lot, but when they do do it, there's a story purpose to it. Like that's just the way that Tony tends to book. So I'm like, hmm, okay, let's yeah. see where they go with this, you know? That's the thing. Like with WWE, they lost that from me. Like I don't, they don't have that confidence from me where I can be like, well, this is going to be added in later on. There's going to be a reason for this, that, and the third. I don't stick up for WWE when they do shit like this because they do it so often and then it never pays off. With AEW, they don't do it often. And then usually when they do do it, it then pays off. So it's, it's different. Yeah. Like I'm going to, you know, see what, what, what happens and what goes on. But yeah, it's, but yeah, that's dynamite. Uh, yep. I thought it was a solid show, you know. The uh, again, like we talked about, some 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 differences in the format, very WWE esque in, in all the talking segments and and the way they set up a main event in the opening segment, those type of things, mm-hmm. uh, things they don't normally do. Um, yep. Pillars feud took a weird direction. The TNT title continues to be topsy turvy, but on the other side of those stories, you got Jericho and Cole picking up steam and. You got the BCC and the Elite continuing to be great TV. Yeah. To me, it's when it doesn't pay off that it becomes a problem. Yeah. So the fact that it's still paying off, I'm not mad. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the point where I just have a raised eyebrow, but I'm I'm still along for the ride and willing to see where you take. If you're doing this shit next week, then I'm going to start looking at y'all funny. (laughs) <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> if you don't do it next week, then I'm gonna be like, hmm, something's happening here. Yes. That was dynamite. That was indeed dynamite. Let them know. Where to find But of course, yeah, you already know where to find us. Find us on Instagram at RambleMania showing that Fancy Club Podcast. Find us on Twitter at RambleMania. Facebook.com slash RambleMania Show. Also find our group there, RambleMania Show Banter Club. We any other wrestlers, podcasters, and everybody to be associated with post all that's going on and all that's going down. As far as audio goes, everywhere audio is found, that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher, yeah. Anchor, TuneIn, yeah. Overcast. Everywhere your podcasts are found, search Ramble Mania Show or Banter Club. As far as the visuals, twitch.tv slash Ramble Mania Show. We are on Spotify video. We are on YouTube. Search Ramble Mania Show or Banter Club. If we didn't get here, like the videos, click subscribe, and click the bell. So that when the new content drops, it goes straight, straight to here. And as for me personally, find me on Instagram at TJ the Great One. That's TJ the GR, the number eight, the number one. And find me on Twitter at TJ the Great. That's TJ the GR, the number 
Peak. It's as simple as that. TJ the Great. It's been weird not saying that for the last few recordings. Good. Damn right. You can find me on Instagram at the number six, the number X, the letter L. That is at six XL. You can find me on Twitter at S Flex Ain't I Great? That is at S I I X X. You're already. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably be doing Rampage over at the Pro Wrestling Podcast, so go check that out. Uh, this episode will probably come out after that, but fuck it. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You can go back and watch it. You know? uh, <laughs> with all that being said, I'd like to leave our BC aliens and our rival maniacs with a little something we like to call a uh, too sweet, too sweet, and a good fight. And a good night.